when we are able to relax, this emotion that we, if we did have one, it would move, it would circulate, it would be released. We wouldn't hold on to it. And then when an emotion of, let's say, anger, when we relax, that anger goes away. And therefore, mentally, we don't stay angry, we let it go. But then the opposite is true. If we stay tense, we get angry. Well, now we hold on to this anger. Then our mind, you know, gets angry. And then we are in this loop, right? We think in anger, we act in anger, we feel more anger. And that doesn't help anyone. Born in 92 on the block with the sharks. Come from a different cloth. Y'all would get ripped apart. You want a diamond, then you gotta get it in the dark. We dropping nuggets like Carmelo with the rucker paw. Now we eating from state to state. We scrape the plate. I put my eggs in a basket. Took a leap of faith. I took a chance. Now we grow and see the impact. Decoding success with special guests. Now let's bring man. Welcome everyone to an all new episode of the top 1% globally ranked podcast, Decoding Success. It's your host, Matt Labrie. And today we are joined by Mike Chang as we dive into finding our peace while releasing negative emotions. Before giving you the lowdown on this episode, I want to thank you for your presence here and shining a light on the fact that you can be anywhere else in the world right now doing anything else in the world right now, but you're here. There's meaning and substance to that. So let's embrace that fact that this is where you should be. Otherwise, you would be elsewhere. And also, invite people to be here with you. So before diving in today, going to put it on your heart and on your mind to share this episode with those in your life. If you share it on your Instagram story or on Twitter or wherever on social, make sure that you tag Mike and I so we can show you love and gratitude for passing on the torch of impact. Or feel free to drop it in your group chats or anything in between. Ultimately, we invite you to invite the people in your life to join us here to experience and embrace the impact that is to come. Now, in this episode, Mike and I are going to explore, number one, learning how to relax, a forgotten art and a necessary aspect for high performers. It's so easy for us as high performers to get caught up in hustle, hustle, hustle. The word hustle alone makes it seem like you can't relax. But what happens when we don't relax is to come in this episode. Number two, we're going to understand what stored emotions are truly doing to us and how they are skewing our vision of life on a day-to-day basis. When you hear what Mike explains, your mind is going to blow. Number three, the signs that our stored tension, the signs that our stored emotions are telling us. For example, if we have stored tension in a particular area of the body, for example, the jaw, the eyebrows, the low back, there are messages for you And we decode each one of those messages here on today's episode to get some insight into what that is telling you. Number four, the three pillars for maintaining optimal energy to pursue life with and how to avoid the energy drainers. Now, with that being said, we need high energy. You're a high-performing individual. You want the most out of every bucket of life. If we are experiencing or if we are tapping into energy drainers without us knowing, Mike put together three pillars to help us maintain optimal energy to pursue life with to have the highest energy possible. There's so much more embedded within this episode, but once again, I want to express gratitude for you being here. I also want to shine the light and hold the mirror up to you to show you the work that you are doing on yourself simply by listening to this one hour episode. Also reminding you to put it on your heart to share the impact you are about to dive into. So on that note, let's go. We bring to you Mike Chang. 
I actually, I want to go backwards. I want to touch back on that question that I had just asked you in regards to how are you? I know that, um, you know, there's always more depth to it. So like what's going on in your life? Um, did you celebrate the holidays? All of that good jazz. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, just hung out with a, a few of our team members, got to, got to connect with them. Um, I feel like I haven't, um, did nothing like that and just hung out. It didn't do much work for those three days. I don't think I did that in like the last two years. <laughs> so it's, it, it felt wow. very different, but it was, it was fine. It was good. You know, it was nice. Um, uh, one of our, one of That's our ladies cool. cooked, cooked this, just took care of all the food for like the past three days. I mean, we ate so much pastries and I mean, it was everything not good, but it tasted amazing. <laughs> so yeah, that's great. <laughs> I love that, man. Uh, what was that like for you taking that three day break that you say that you said that you feel like you haven't taken in a while? I know personally, I could tell you I was craving it because I've had a lot of change going on in my life and I was seeking the break. Um, but I'm curious, like, what was that like for you? Was it difficult by any means? It wasn't difficult. Um, I knew that it was it was good to do it, and and so I and, and so I did. It was it was it was what was needed. Um, it was like a good excuse to take a break. If it wasn't for the holidays, I wouldn't have taken a break. I would just kept going. But it was it, yeah. it was time. It was time to to take a to take a little break. Maybe not that long, but it was definitely time. For sure. I've been working pretty hard and just just going okay. at it. Okay, that's so. cool, man. Yeah, I'm curious. You give off a very, and you know, this is just a quick observation, Mike. This is obviously the first time you and I are meeting face-to-face. -face. You give off a very zen, calm vibe. I'm a New Yorker. I'm a millennial. I'm curious what your advice is for people to be able to achieve their version of the energy that you're giving off which like i said is very very chill well i think everybody has has this inside a person needs to be able to physically relax not all of us have learned how to do that i know i didn't you know for most of my life but if a person wants to get to this vibe that you're talking about it's it's not really difficult. Physically, a person just needs to be able to relax. Just like literally relax, you know, not be so tense, let go of, um, of the tightness, the physical tightness in the body. It sounds like something simple. And in reality, it really is. It takes work, but it's simple, right? Everybody knows what tightness is and just let go of the tightness. And when that happens, then a person will feel more calm mentally they will um they'll be more they'll be more chill you know they're not so uh, impulsive they're not so reactive they can consciously respond to things make better decisions is uh when you say the word tightness i'm curious to know if that is an emotional thing if it's a physical thing if it's both physical it's 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 all but physical. what i'm referring to right now is physical because the mind and body emotions, they're all a reflection of each other. There's no difference. 
So therefore, it's like saying ice,、um, rain, or you know, ice, moisture, and water is like different, three different things. Yeah, they're t- they seem to be three different、yeah. things, but they're they're one the same thing, just different forms. So the body, the mind, they're the same thing. They're a reflection of each other, but the signature, the way that we experience、mm-hmm. it, is different. And so, but what I'm referring to is physical. Yeah, physically, <laughs> relax, like. A person don't most people don't even realize how tense they are. They don't realize it because they've been like that their whole life. So, what do you mean I'm tense?、Yeah. I'm just I'm just being normal. Like what's what's tense? But once they once their body actually lets go and then they relax, they're like, whoa! I've never experienced this level of relaxation. And then suddenly, when they go back to their normal. Level of tension, they go. Whoa! I, actually, now I feel a little tight because I have a new reference of what it's like to relax a little more. And now this thing repeats. Then they get into a deeper level of relaxation, and now their current state is really tense. But you see, they they couldn't tell until they experience a a a reference. It's like a person who's making five thousand dollars a month and going, "Life is good. I'm making good money." Right now, for, imagine a person who's making five million a month, and then they make five thousand a month. I mean, they're about to kill themselves. You know, they're they're in the broke house. They're so、mm-hmm. poor. It's like they, you see, the reference. So, when it comes to this, I show people how to relax their body. I spent my whole I spent my whole life doing the complete opposite. You know, and so to learn how to do this was challenging. My body didn't know how to do it. But the reason why we do it is because of what you what you mentioned. You say I have this chill vibe. Well, you know, I've been pretty intense my whole life, and I didn't know how to just chill out. I didn't know how to chill out is not really just the right word. I didn't know how to be able to、um, be calm. I didn't know how to be unattached to like the outcome of things. That's really important for entrepreneurship for pretty much. Anybody who wants to succeed in their life, you know, because you gotta, you can't be attached to everything. If not, man, you're gonna just be upset and frustrated all the time because you can't win on every go. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, I'm curious. Was the intensity you met life with was that just because you didn't know the opposite, which would be the relaxation, or was it because you just had, you know, you were going after goals, or you know, you were. Doing whatever you were doing, I'm curious, what was that intensity caused by? Well, I thought that that's what was needed in order to succeed.、Okay. You know, when someone says, "Really go after、yeah. it," you know, like automatically we refer go after it as well. Let's really work towards it, run towards it. You know, it's none of this is associated with. Relaxing, you know, taking it easy, right? All of this has association with everything else. You know, more of the extreme thing, working, grinding. Nobody thinks about relaxation when they think about grinding, right? So I think me, along with most people that really want to go somewhere in life, have、um, believed that this is what it takes, and therefore tension, being tight, intense, all that is just kind of part of the path. You know, it's just what it takes.、Um, I think、um, until until people、um, start to experience,、um, you know, mental burnouts, or they reach levels of successes that 
they thought they would be fulfilled in and they aren't. And then that's when they start to question things, you know? Yeah. I'm curious when you look at your life and compare relaxed Mike and intense Mike in regards to what you've been able to achieve, what do you feel like are the differences? Was there struggle and now there's no struggle? Like, I'm curious what you see there. That's a good question. So when I say relax, it's, it's not what people think. Relax is where I gather my attention and I direct it where I want it to go. And it doesn't waver. It's not constantly um, jumping around, scatter mind. So, for example, you know, the body, you can be calm, you can be sitting there, but your attention, your focus can be really, really direct, very powerful, you know, kind of like a, kind of like a fighter, right? The best fighters, they're not sitting there tensing up every muscle they have. They're loose, they're light. And then when they fire off, it's like a cannon, right? So it's the same idea. When we're calm, what we're really doing there is we're not using energy when it's not needed. We're not exhausting it. Because, you know, when you're tense, like right now, you're standing there. Imagine like standing there right now and then tense up all your body. Like tense up your arms and tense up your chest right now. right? <laughs> and then you're still standing there. But if you're just tense up right now, you feel how there's that pressure. There's that extra expenditure of energy, yeah. right? Now, you just did it for a split moment, but imagine you did that for 10 minutes. You'd be tired. You'd be a little fatigued. It would drain you. Even if you're a super strong guy, it would still drain you a little bit, at least a little bit. So tension is an energetic drain. We only need to tense what is needed. If we don't need to tense up, we, don't, we need to let go. We need to stay relaxed. And so what happens is that energy that we use tensing up when we don't need it, that energy can be used for the mind. It can be used to focus on what we need to do. It could be used for critical thinking, to analyze and to understand information. But most of us, we end up draining that energy through unnecessary tension, grinding the teeth, clenching the fizz, curling the toes, you know, all of those things, holding the breath, right? You know, when we tense up, we hold the breath, all of these things. And we, and we call it energetic drain, but then there's a reason why people tense up. When a person tenses up, they're also experiencing an emotion. They're stressed, they're frustrated, they're angry, they're worried, they're anxiety, they're afraid. And so then now this emotion that a person's experiencing, it causes a emotional lens in their mind. They start to see the situation. They start to see the present moment through that same lens. So now imagine you um, get frustrated. Your body tenses up. Now, whatever's in front of you, you see it through this lens of frustration. So now this lens of frustration, it's a different way of seeing this thing versus when you are calm and chill, right? It could be the same person you're looking at with the same room, the same situation. But if you feel frustrated, the way you see this situation is different, right? So that's the idea. You see, they're all the same thing. When we are able to relax, 
this emotion that we, if we did have one, it would move, it would circulate, it would be released. We wouldn't hold on to it. And then when an emotion of, let's say, anger, when we relax, that anger goes away. And therefore, mentally, we don't stay angry, we let it go. But then the opposite is true. If we stay tense, we get angry. Well, now we hold on to this anger, then our mind, you know, gets angry. And then we are in this loop, right? We think in anger, we act in anger, we feel more anger. And that doesn't help anybody. Interesting. You see, this is this, so, this is important for every single to, person. It doesn't uh, matter who they little, are. Yeah, yeah. I want to get a little bit deeper on that. If I meet you in a state of anger or a state of negative emotion, and I'm in that state, you present me with something that might enhance that state. Maybe, of course, you know, maybe not intentionally, but you fuel more anger. It almost seems like the anger that I already have is a magnet for more and it holds on to that. Is that, is that what I'm interpreting? Well, your anger could essentially be a magnet for more. It doesn't have to be. That's what we're, what we're calling is like law of attraction, right? Let's say you're an angry person and I'm angry. Well, if you're angry and I'm angry, we can get together and talk about the things we're angry about. Or, you can talk about how you don't like me and I talk about how I don't like you and then we are sitting there having an argument, right? And so therefore, that still attracts each other, right? Because the angry emotion is the same. You know, if you're angry and then you talk to somebody who's not angry, they're no fun. <laughs> they're not arguing back, right? You know, right, you're, right. you say something, you're waiting for them to say something back and they don't and then you try to provoke them. And after a little while, they're not saying anything. You just you try to say some last words to try to, you know, get them to react. And then what do you do? You walk away. You go, ah, screw that person, blah, blah. And then you're off, right? Because the other person's energy or emotion is not the same. If that person's at peace and you're angry, mm -hmm. you guys aren't going to hang around together for very long. So that's, a, that's yeah. just law of attraction, you know. Yeah, I want to move backward for a quick second. You know, you were talking about exerting energy that essentially we don't need to exert when we tense our body in different places. I'm curious to learn if we have a certain amount of bandwidth of energy per day. Uh, maybe that's more of a physical thing and like we'll start going down in like a, a dietary perspective route. But I'm just curious, like, do we have a certain amount of energy um, and is that why we end up feeling fatigue throughout, you know, what, when 12 o'clock hits or whatever the case may be? Well, everybody has a certain amount of energy because we're, we're different people just to start, right? Mm. It's like saying like, uh, does a cat have the same amount of energy as a dog? You know, well, you know, they're, they're different things, right? Um, but that being said, there are three foundational things that determines a lot of our energy and the foundational things is it's really common right movement nutrition and sleep if we move if we get good proper nutrition and we get rest well this supports a high level of energy because it allows this physical body to house to hold on to the highest level of energy possible without doing anything else it's a foundation there are plenty of other things to do after that but that's just a really basic thing if a person doesn't get these three foundational things then their container isn't um it's not optimized so now they can do a lot of other stuff but it's not going to work out really well 
So most people that are suffering from pretty much any health issue, mental issue as well, they're lacking one, if not all three of these things. And so if you or anybody okay. ever know, you know, talk about, I have this pain, I have this problem, and you start to ask them about these three things, just find, just watch how many of those three things they're not doing. They're going to tell you all these reasons on why to justify it as if it matters. But the fact is, if somebody doesn't do these three things, their health will suffer. Now, let's say somebody is doing these three things, right? They're, they're getting movement. Then we can dive into deeper stuff, right? Because not all movement is equal, right? And what is, quote, healthy nutrition and sleep? Well, you know, there's a lot of ways to get deeper sleep and all that stuff, right? So then we can dive more into that as well. And then once we can optimize that, you know, to, let's say, you know, to a really high level, then we look at other things. Then we look at things like our mind, what we are thinking, because that drains energy, right? You know, you think about if you ever have something that you are running into, like you don't really know the solution. So you think, you think your thoughts aren't flowing. So what happens is it becomes energetically draining. You go, oh man, I feel like I'm hitting a wall mentally. Because that's exactly what you're doing. Now, have you ever thought about things that, you know, I'm going to do this and this is going to happen. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. Oh, great. And then I can do this and I can do this. And you might be using the same amount of, of uh, thinking time, but you're more energized because your thoughts are flowing. You're not creating any resistance in your mind. Mm. So that is also a source of drain for the energy or it's a source to enhance the energy and then we can get into more complex things like Absolutely. everything has a sense of frequency and and so forth you know of course of course um i'm also curious to learn you know based on what you're saying in regards to tightness and holding tension and exerting energy in that way does it reveal anything to us if an individual holds tightness in their shoulders or their traps or if they hold it in their face or if they hold it you know by clenching their fist or their jaw like do those uh different areas indicate anything to us on a deeper level or is all tightness relatively the same no they're very very different they're very different okay um there are some general things. Uh, it's not absolutely the same for each person, but there are some general things like if somebody has tightness in their in their neck, um, you know, like their traps, upper back area, there's a sense that they're holding, they're holding on to a lot of responsibility. So they feel like the weight is on their shoulders, as we've heard that term before. And um, if somebody has a lot of uh, tightness in their head or eyebrows or eyes or things like that, um, well, a lot of times this is from overthinking there. The mind is running too fast. It's like a, it's like a machine that's constantly running and starts to get really, really hot, right? Because it, it's like, if you rub your hands together, well, it gets hot, right? So now imagine the mind constantly running and it gets hot. And the way that we experience the hotness is headaches and strains. Um, a lot of the lower back, uh, lower back tightness and pains. Uh, come from financial burdens, you know, somebody that's always um, um, thinking about, you know, what to do about their finances. Sometimes these things are, are also not just happening on the conscious mind. It's happening on the subconscious. It's happening in the background. It's like a person who's aware that they're financially um, struggling, 
but they're not con they're not consciously thinking about it or talking about it, but they're just aware of it. Even the awareness of it is going to create the feeling of that struggle, and it's going to show up physically, and and um, for them probably like lower back. Then there are other places in there. There's other places that happen in their body to where somebody may may injure a certain part of their body, and that part of their body that they injure represents a certain thing. Like for example, our right side is typically um, the side that is more action oriented, while our left side is more of the receiving side. You know, it's more of um, things coming in, while the right side is things going out. So if we're going too hard, we may hurt something on our right side. We may hurt our foot, right foot, right hand, right shoulder. You know, things like that. If we don't understand this, we just think it's just a coincidence, you know. But in reality, there's no coincidences. It's all, there's always reasons for something, even if we don't understand it. How much is it, uh, or how important is it for us to understand the reason for where we hold tension to alleviate it? Like, do we need to know, oh, crap, you know, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm tense in my lower back. Um, you know, I am going through some financial issues. Like, does that, does that really impact our ability to alleviate the tension there? No, it's not. It's not really needed. A lot of times people spend too much energy okay. on that. They want to know why, but all they do is they prevent from actually releasing the emotion, releasing the tension because when they want to know why, well, then they think about it, right? They connect the dots, they talk about it, they think about it, they read about it. All this stuff is mind activity. All that stuff is thinking, thinking, and thinking. Well, what a person needs to do when they're feeling tense is they need to relax. They need to feel that tension. And feeling the tension means they need to take their attention out of their mind and place it in their body. So if a person is constantly thinking, then they're not able to take that attention and feel. So if a person is constantly thinking, then that means their attention is in their mind. So you know the, the, the question, how do I stop these thoughts? Well, it's, it's simple. Take your attention out of your mind and place it in the present moment. The present moment exists now. It's right here, right? It's right here. So when we breathe, that's present moment. When I feel, that's present moment, right? If I see you, you're in the present moment, right? So then I just need to bring my attention here. But if my attention is in my mind thinking about anything, you know, for example, why do I have this tension? Well, then my attention can't be here in the present moment. And right now, this tension, let's say it's in my back. Well, that's happening right now. It's happening right now in this moment. So if I want to let go of this tension, I have to connect to my body. My body is here. So I have to bring my attention here where my body's at. And then I have to feel this body, which means I have to relax. Now, if I relax and then I feel my body, now that tension, I can let it go. But if I'm in my head trying to figure out where it came from, well, I'm not going to be here connected to my body. And that's what happens with most people. And even if they at some point understand why it's there, where it came from, all this stuff, it still doesn't go away. You see, 
because until it's like you know it's like just because somebody understands why their garage is 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 packed up with junk and why it's so dirty well nothing's gonna happen until you get in there and clean it right so it's the same idea yeah i love that you know mike one of the most challenging things as a podcaster is when you have a question on your mind and it's on the tip of your tongue and then you just completely forget it and that's exactly what happened to me but Luckily, I come prepared. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to throw something in as I ponder on it because you said something and I, I didn't want to lose my attention in the present moment. Uh, generally, I write things down and I'm like, shit, I was literally just about to say something and it's gone. But I'm curious to know what's a question you wish more people would ask you? Like, obviously, what, what we're talking about here, I could tell you're passionate about it. I'm just curious if there's something that Maybe I'm missing. Maybe it's something that you wish you spoke about more often. It doesn't necessarily have to be related about, you know, related to what we're talking about. But I'm curious, what's something you wish more people would ask you? Man, people ask me a lot of different things. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really know how to how to answer that because there's, there's a lot of different questions. Um, mm. Well, you know, if there was if there was one question I can think about right now, yeah, you know, it would be if somebody would ask me, well, what is the one thing that I need to do? You know, because obviously we're diving into different subjects. I mean, it gets more complex, and so if it may take me months and years to even kind of wrap my head around all this conversation we're having right now, right? So if I want to start right now without fully really getting all of it, but I'm just going to trust that um, I'm going to learn more along the way. What can I do right now? You know, I wish more people mm -hmm. ask that and actually do it. <laughs> you know, uh, what would that yeah. be? Well, what's the answer to it? Do practice i call it practice we can call it a workout but there's there's different things in it do practice twice a day so i i create this practice you know I, i've been i've been training since i was 11 you know i've been bodybuilding for like 20 years i've been in this type of training for like the last eight and i created this really simple practice that anybody can do you don't need to be fit you don't need to know about how to work out it's super simple to just copy and I, I wish more people would just go and just do this practice. There's a lot of people doing it, but there should be more. All they have to do, if they just did this practice every morning when they wake up, you know, about 30 minutes, you can do 30 to an hour, but let's say you just start off 30 and just stick to it. And then the evening time, about 20 minutes. What it does is it's going to train a person's body on how to let go of tension it's going to circulate all the energy in their body. It's going to make them stronger, more flexible, endurance, increased cardiovascular, all this stuff. Balance out their hormones. Pain start to go away. And they don't have to do anything special. They don't even understand what it is they're doing. They literally just copy the video. And they're free on YouTube. You know, <laughs> just you can just copy it. Just, just do it and you'll see what happens. But if a person sticks to that for like 30 days, so many problems that people are going to doctors for, taking medication for, being confused, doing all kinds of stuff, it'll go away. It'll, it'll literally just go away. They won't even understand why it's gone besides the fact that it's gone. 
And then from there, if a person is more interested, they want to dive in deeper to the science and how it works, why it's working, cool. If they don't, well, no big deal because it worked. <laughs> you know, so it's it wouldn't even matter. And the thing about this yeah. is it's the same practice. It's not like they have to, you know, do these 10, 15, 20 different workouts. No, it's literally the same practice every morning and pretty much the same one in the evening. They just do like half of it. The same thing. Like that's like you couldn't get any more simpler Mike, there, than that. Is there a particular video that we can link people to in the show notes so that the people that are that are, you know, down to check this out will have direct access to it? Can you send that to me via email at yeah, the end of this? Yeah. Yeah, I'll shoot it over. Yeah, it's on it's on YouTube. I'll shoot over. Okay. I'll shoot over two, just so people have a choice. They can do like a sixty or like a like a thirty. Yeah, there's a seven minute one. Yeah, it's it's okay. It helps, but it's not going to get quite there. The thirty is really the minimum that person should should do. But I'll, I'll send it okay. over to you. Perfect. Yeah, that would be great. I, I mean, this is this is fantastic, and you know, I want to make sure that outside of this conversation, people are tapping into the ability to release their tightness. And it, it's funny, you know, I mentioned uh, one of the challenging things about being a podcaster, but one of the best things is making an impact. And then furthermore, another great thing is when you remember the question that you had that you once forgot. Um, and it came back to me as you were talking there. So one thing that I'm curious about is if there is an ideal timeline to release emotion that might be negative. So for an example, Mike, you go through a breakup. Obviously, there's a, a spew of emotions that come with that, right? There, there's the heartbreak, there's the pain, there might be some anger, some whatever. Is there an ideal timeline to release those emotions? Whenever someone decides, the moment that they are experiencing the emotion they should start to let it go. It's not really it's it's not really complicated. When a person is experiencing emotion, whether it's a breakup or I um I'm dealing with a challenge right now at work and now I feel tense, right? I, I get frustrated. At this moment, all a person has to do is relax, breathe, and feel. And then after that, they will start to release right away. Because why why hold on to it longer. It's like a pressure cooker, you know, it just kind of builds up, you know, you know what I mean? Until somebody gets so upset and they go, wow, I, I think I'm upset. Bro, <laughs> you were upset like an hour ago when you started clamping, you started to yell at people, you were already upset. Now you just realize it, right? Don't wait till it builds up that much. Mm. So the moment that a person experiences emotion, they let it go on the spot, or at least they start the process. And all they have to do is just do that because then they're, they are able to start to let the energy go because their body can relax and that emotion starts to come to the surface. And then next they yeah. don't trust, don't believe the thoughts that they have in their head. This is where a lot of people get caught up because when somebody's emotional, they're having all kinds of narrative and stories in their mind and they can't, man, they need to not believe it because they have to remember that, you know, they're emotional at this moment, right? And they, they have that emotional lens. You know, when you're upset, you think a little different than when you're not upset. So if you're upset and you know you're upset, why would you believe the thoughts? That doesn't make sense. Why would you make decisions, right? It's like, you know, imagine, you know, two people, a boyfriend, a girlfriend or something is, you know, they're having an argument and, and the guy and the guy's thinking in their mind, like, you know, I should do this, you should do this. Well, 
they he knows he's upset. Why would he believe what he's thinking? Because if he believed it, then that means he's saying that this is the best possible solution. This is the best possible outcome. This is the only way that this situation can be resolved, right? Because if it's not, and there's another possibility, then and that possibility has to do with when I'm calm and more chilled, more <laughs> more relaxed. Why wouldn't I just wait till that possibility? Wait till that time. And let me also go ahead and 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 uh, come back and address this scenario, this situation. Why would I just totally believe what I'm thinking about right now as the only possible solution and outcome? Mm. I mean, that's like just yeah. logic. That's just common sense, right? Yeah. So then, therefore, number three, don't yeah. believe your thoughts because there's a chance that you may not be thinking the best. You know, your vision is kind of closed. So then, and then the last thing is just keep feeling it until it's gone. It's really simple. It's just like the ability to do it. That's why a person has to do practice because then they were just retraining their body mm -hmm. on how to do this. It's really easy what to do, but how to do it takes practice, you know? Yeah. I feel like a part of me, you know, one thing that I want to ask right now is like, how do you believe or how do you instill the belief in yourself that you deserve to not feel tension right i know that you were talking conscious and subconscious before but like what if they have a belief that the chaos that they might live within and maybe chaos is a strong word but you know maybe they think that's what they're worth or maybe they think that's like their norm so how do we move beyond that well you know i think pain pain can really affect a person and if a person goes i deserve pain well, okay, then just keep feeling pain. But at some point when somebody is tired of feeling it, they may go, you know what? I thought I deserved it. I changed my mind. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I I'm ready to look for the solution that that isn't going to be pain anymore. You know, it's like somebody that gets stomped on all the time. They go, I deserve to be stomped on because I'm just this type of person that gets stomped on. Until one day they go, damn, man, Matt, I'm tired of being stomped on. Okay, now they're ready for change. Not every Here's the thing, man. Not everybody's at that stage. Some people are and some people aren't. And the toughest thing is when those people around us that are close to us, when they're not ready to change. And we can see it as clear as day, what they're doing. We, we already see the path. But they're not ready. And if we try to go enforce them, you know, try to convince them, be the savior, we look like the bad guy. Because we're literally trying to force someone to do something that they don't want to do. And the best thing that we can do is be supportive, unconditional love. Be there for them when they fall flat on their face. And then help them get up so they can go and fall flat on their face. Be there, help them get up, and yeah. repeat. Until one day they go, Matt, I'm tired of falling. What should I do different? You go, hey, let me, <laughs> let me, let me, let me tell you what to do. You know, I've been just kind of waiting. Right? Sometimes they got to fall flat 10 times yeah. before they go, they ask you. But that's that's the tough thing for people that are not in that cycle to have somebody close. So that's why, you know, the Muhammad uh, uh, Gandhi's line of, you know, being the change that we want to see in the world. It's that's that's always been a motto that inspired me a lot. You know, instead of just trying to convince, let's do that first step. Let's be the way that we would like other people to be. And then, you know, we all want people to have unconditional love. 
So let's do our best to do that, especially for the people around us. And then when they are ready, right? Because maybe yeah. they've seen us and we become the example, right? We're not pressuring them. We're not convincing them. But being an example, it influences them. They do. Even they don't say anything. It influences them. And then now they get to, you know, make the change when they're ready. And we're there to help them. Yeah. I, I've asked this question a few times on the podcast, and uh, I believe it I believe it fits in well here. Um, I've gotten numerous responses to this, but um, I'm curious to know if you believe that everyone is meant to quote unquote heal in this lifetime. Like is no. everyone meant to experience? No. Okay. No. Everybody has a different life. Some are meant to heal. Um, some are meant to do great things and some are meant to suffer. It's, you know, when we look at it in this ground level, it's like, it's so, it's so bad. You know, it's like, it's so, why is it so unfair? But we have to take a really far step back. And the far further back we stand, we start to look at things as a whole. We start to look at life and what happens before life, after life. We start to dive into these type of subjects. You know, ultimately we realize that we come in a certain time, you know, for a certain period in our life. Some people come in for a short period. They live 10 years and they're out. Some people live a hundred. They can't, we, we can't control it, you know? So, but we come in, we live our life and then we head out. There is no such thing as fair. You know, that doesn't exist because nothing is fair, right? A person is born into this and a person is born into that. Nothing is fair, but it's what it is. It's what's supposed to be happening. Because to say it's not supposed to happen is to say that we know better than the, than the energy, the consciousness that is running everything. We don't even know what the heck's going on inside of us. You feel bad and go, oh, maybe it's this. Let me go to a doctor so the doctor can tell me. If you don't know what's inside of you, how are you going to go and know everything else? We as humans know very little. And so how everything works, there is a energy. There is a consciousness. There is another governing factor that's running the show. And it's definitely not us and our little, little, little ego selves. So we don't need to sit there and go, I'm controlling everything. I know why this is and why that is. There's no point. We're wrong. So then the best we can do is be present with what's happening, do the best we can with our intentions, and accept what's happening. Because now we may not be able to control the outcome of everything. We do our best, but ultimately we can't. You know, But we're able to practice responding we're able to respond the best that we could. And even if we responded badly, yeah. well, yeah, it's all it's all good. It's just a blimp. It's just a small piece of the of the timeline, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think about this often. Um, there's there's a quote out there by a gentleman named John Gordon. He's the he's been on the show a few times. He's the author of uh, books like The Energy Bus and, uh, I mean, many others. He's well sought after author, but uh, he has a quote, and the quote is very applicable to what you just said. His quote is, 
E plus P equals O. Events plus perspective equals outcome. Now, obviously, we don't get to control every event that takes place in our life, but we do get to control our perspective. Just like you were mentioning, we also get to control how we respond. And Mike, I got to tell you, there are so many times I am just driving, you know, from my house to my girlfriend's house, from wherever, right? I'm just driving. I'm on the road here in New York City and someone cuts you off. And your response to them cutting you off literally dictates an emotional charge within you. And then after it happens, I'm like, you know what? What was that for? Like, what did it do? Like the intention of the person that was driving, they didn't get on the road today and say, oh, let me go cut Matt off or let me go cut Mike off. Um, You know, they're just trying to get to where they're trying to go as well. And yeah, sure. Some people drive like a-holes every now and then, but that's a part of it. And you just made me think so much about how the littlest things, right? That I mean, that's such a small, minuscule event in the grand scheme of life. But how something like that, you know, pulls away from our, um, uh, you know, our emotional energy. You know, you, you got you got my brain going right now, Mike. Mm. You know, I don't know how often um, you would hear about this one. So if someone was to ask, <laughs> okay, so I'm going to do practice twice a day. What else would I need to do? What's like that? What's, what's that one thing that's like, you know, it's, uh, that would just solve so many things. What's, what's one of the most important things? It took me a long time to, to figure this one out. Stop thinking about ourselves. You know, because it's ourselves that's creating all the problems. <laughs> you know, somebody cuts you off, yeah. right? That's right. The, the, the car got real close and then got in front of your car. That's what happened. Now, if I'm thinking about myself, I'm going to go, I don't like what happened there. I think it should have happened mm-hmm. differently. I was disturbed. It disturbed my peace. So who am I thinking about? Me, 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 me. You know, what do I feel like doing right now? What do I think should be happening right now? Do I agree with what is being said? Do I agree with with the viewpoint? Do I like everything? And so we spend so much of our time always looking at everything through the lens of my judgments and my opinions. So everything becomes heavily, heavily biased. But in reality, you know, everything is happening. <laughs> everything is happening, but then when we look at everything through this eye lens, we skew everything. We make problems when there's no problems. Everything is happening. Everything would always happen. There's always good things that are happening and there's always bad things that are happening. And it's always going to be like that. And so when we practice not constantly thinking about ourselves, we start to eliminate the idea of problems altogether. We start to look at things for what they are and we don't waste time complaining and blaming anymore instead we can ask ourselves two important questions do i need to do something right now at this moment yes or no right yes go do it no do nothing (laughs) and that's it 
Yeah. Everything else is unnecessary. If we need to do something, okay, now my thoughts, my focus should be on what needs to be done. If I need to do nothing, then drop it. There's no need to think about it and do other stuff because there's nothing that needs to be done right now. The everything in life comes down to those two questions and it really just simplifies things. It kind of cuts out all the extra stuff that the drama, you know? Yeah, I get it. I, I love this, Mike. This is, this is really good stuff. Um, I only have you for a few more minutes. I have to ask you, although I feel like I already know the answer to this question, um, this question was actually asked to me by Dr. Michael Gervais when he was on the show. He um, He's like a psychologist uh, in the NFL. He works with the Seattle Seahawks and a bunch of other teams in the past and whatnot. And him and I were just going back and forth just like me and you are today. And he looked at me and he goes, Matt, let me ask you. If I knew what you know, how would my life be different? And I was just like, whoa, what a question. And ever since I stole it from him, and I've been asking it every day that I do a podcast episode. So I'm going to ask you that question, Mike. If I knew what you know, how would my life be different? Or in the grand scheme of things, if we know what Mike knows, how would our life be different? Well, to truly know that, that answer, I have to know the future of your life. Right. Of course, of course. Hypothetically. Right. Hypothetically. Some people's lives may stay very similar. They may do the same things, but the way that they experience it will be different. Ultimately, the, the answer that can really best you know, answer this question is you act more confident. You don't second-guess yourself. You go and do the things that you need to do. You do what is needed. You do what is right. You don't do what you want. You don't do what you feel like, at least the best of your ability. And when you end up doing what you want, end up doing what you feel like, which is not the right thing, nor what is needed, you're okay with it. Because... If you're not okay with it, you can't do anything about it anyways. <laughs> and so therefore, even right. when we aren't operating our best, we are still okay with it. So we don't experience that double negative, which is the negative from the first thing that we did and the negative from being upset at the first thing we did. And so life basically becomes, um, we just feel, we feel more at ease and we're able to, have a sense of a sense of inner power, but it's different than than um, feeling really powerful. Because to feel powerful, we have to think about ourselves as this very powerful being. And no, 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 no. It's like you're so powerful, you don't give a shit about being powerful. <laughs> it's like that. You know, you're kind, yeah. but if somebody really messes with you, you'll crush them. You know, it's like that type of power, but you don't even want to show the power because you're so powerful, you don't even care to. It's like a man trying to go and show a baby how strong he is. What's the point? Now, that is applied into how they live their life. Mm. 
Yeah. That's powerful. That's good stuff. Um, with the last couple minutes that I have you here for, number one, I just want to let everyone know that's listening to this or watching this, that you could check out the show notes to get connected with Mike, socials, websites, programs, the videos that we talked about before for morning and night on YouTube, totally free. Thank you to Mike for that. Uh, all of that's in the show notes. So I just put that out there for everyone tuned into this. And then furthermore, Mike, last question for you. If you make it to whatever year you want to live to, you help as many people, entrepreneurs, everyday people, nine to fivers, whomever, release their tension, process their emotions, get fit, not just physically, but also mentally, emotionally, spiritually, whatever it is that you want to achieve in your life, you do it all. But when Mike comes to mind for all of the people that you've encountered in life, they could only remember you for one piece of advice. What's the one piece of advice you would want people to remember you for? I don't think they need to remember me. Mm. Yeah, it's not, I don't think it's needed. I think they can just remember some of the other things that that they, maybe they need to remember. If they remember me and think that it was me that helped them, then they're not at that. They haven't learned. They haven't gotten to a stage where they're feeling so good. They don't. They're still thinking about the past. Mm. You know, I, th I think yeah. people. I think you know everybody. Everybody got a hand as they as they learned and they moved up and they you know they progressed. Everybody do. Everybody does, but they don't. I don't think it's really needed to to put them on a on a you know to even remember them or to to talk about it all a lot because what that does is it doesn't allow them to fully change. There's a process of change, and a process of change that the from the third to the fourth. The first step is being aware of what you want to change and why. And the second one is being okay with after doing the thing over and over again, you know, the old thing. And then the third one is catching it before you do the do the old thing. And the fourth one is not aware of the change. Because when we're not aware of the change, then yeah. that means we truly changed. If we're aware of it, we're still holding on to the old. So I don't want people to mm. to to think about me and think about me because that gets them back to them. I just want people to live their life. Yeah, nobody needs all that stuff. If I'm gone, it doesn't matter anyways. I came, I did what I need. There's other things needed. Yeah, I, I respect that, Mike. I, I definitely respect that response. I don't think we've ever gotten that response and we've done over well over 305 episodes at this point. So um, you bring fresh perspective to that question with that reply. So I just wanted to take a moment to express gratitude for you sharing your knowledge, your experiences. Um, really awesome to be able to amplify this. So taking a moment to just say thank you. Appreciate you, Mike. Mm. Thank you so much, Matt. And by the way, really good, uh, really good questions. Really good questions. Really, really solid. Appreciate um, that. Very, very insightful. Um, I, I can tell you're fully paying attention, fully listening, and uh, just want to thank you. Thank you for that. 
You have just tuned into an all new episode of the Decoding Success podcast featuring Mike Chang as we decode what these stored emotions and stored tension within our body is doing to us on a day-to-day basis, impacting how we operate as high performers in today's day and age. On that note, you can check Mike out in the show notes of this episode, as you can for every guest that graces our show. You can check him out where you're going to be able to find his socials, where you're going to be able to find his programs, the videos that he mentions, and everything in between. Again, that is in the show notes of this episode. And knowing that you stuck around this far and are listening to the outro of this episode, I have to make the radical assumption that you found this to be a value. So knowing that you found this to be a value, I once again have to put it on your heart and on your mind to share this episode with the people that are in your life, whether you put it up on your Instagram story, whether you send it in your group chats or anything in between. Again, if you put it up on social, make sure that you're tagging us so that we can express our gratitude. But until next time, everyone, be blessed. Peace.